the Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, December 28th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. A local real estate group is bringing happy holidays to the Camden School District. Keller Williams Real Estate donated hats, gloves, and socks to the Camden R3 School District. They also made a $500 donation to the district to be used for our students who are experiencing homelessness. These funds will help students and needed with clothing, food supplies, hygiene, materials, and medicine. A Camdenton man has died after crashing an ATV on Christmas Eve. According to the Missouri Highway Patrol, 57-year-old Kenneth Mustaine was driving a Polaris Scrambler along Greenview Drive on Friday afternoon. The vehicle went off the right side of the road and overturned. Mustaine was taken to Lake Regional Hospital and died on Saturday afternoon. The Missouri Conservation Department has announced some changes to the rules for paddle fishing in the state. The MDC has increased the minimum length from 24 inches to 32 inches, and they also established a commercial fishing season for paddlefish on the Mississippi River. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com, download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. College football's bowl action continues today. Fairly busy day. We've got the Birmingham Bowl, number 20 Houston against Auburn. They kick that off at 11. Then the first response bowl, Air Force against Louisville at 215. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State and Texas Tech at 545. The Holiday Bowl, UCLA against number 18 North Carolina State at 7 tonight. And the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. You heard that right. West Virginia against Minnesota. That's a late one, 9-15 tonight. Uh, bowl games all week long, unless they get canceled because of COVID. Of course, we've got the big college football playoff national semis set for Friday. Number one seed is Alabama. They'll play number four seed Cincinnati in the first semifinal Friday. They kick that off in the afternoon. Alabama, big two-touchdown favorite there. And then the second national semi, number two, Michigan against number 
three, Georgia, Georgia, over a touchdown favorite to win in that one. The winners are scheduled to play January 10th in the national championship game. And again, that could be up in the air, depending on COVID problems and everything else as well. As for the NFL boys, boy, there's just two weeks left in the regular season. And then comes the playoffs. The Chiefs have wrapped up the division title. They are officially in the playoffs now. They're 11-4. and They ride an eight-game win streak after beating up on the Steelers last week. This week, they've got a tough matchup with Cincinnati on the road. In fact, their last two games will be on the road at Cincinnati and then at Denver. Packers with the best record in the league right now. The Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl, though, with seven in total. The Chiefs and the Chargers each have six. Cowboys, Buccaneers, Niners with the uh, most NFC teams going to the Pro Bowl with five each. Of course, Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers continues rolling on toward the Hall of Fame. He broke Brett Favre's team record, Packers record, of 442 touchdown passes this last weekend. Division leaders, Chiefs, Bills, Tennessee, Cincinnati in the AFC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams in the NFC. High school basketball in uh, tournament mode right about now. Camdenton playing in the blue and gold tournament. Uh, Versailles getting ready for the Stover tournament. Osage is off until they play Camdenton next Tuesday, January 4th. Eldon is off until next Tuesday as well when they will take on Lebanon. So not a lack of sports going on these days as we're done with Christmas and get ready for New Year's now. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. That's right, KB show on Lake TV. It's called What's Burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 o'clock at night, every day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Just do a search for Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos, know how to create a healthy media diet for your family, and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. business. 
government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Hey, and good morning. 8.07 is our time. You are listening to The Daily Show right here on Key Radio. And uh, kind of a wet start for this Tuesday, the 28th day of December 2021. We did expect the possibility of some uh, rain last night and possibly into today, so we'll just kind of keep our fingers crossed. It gets in, gets out, and gets on its way. We are looking for a high today of around 63. Considering we're at 42 degrees right now with the rain, it does feel a little chilly out there, and we might uh, struggle to make that uh, afternoon high of 63 degrees, 37 the overnight low here for uh, tonight before we're back up to uh, 53 for the high tomorrow. Good possibility we could see some more shower activity. 35, the expected overnight low tomorrow night. Then back up to 55 on Thursday. Partly cloudy, 61 with some afternoon and evening rain possible on New Year's Eve. 43, the expected high now on Saturday with the showers in the morning, maybe some snow showers in there as we're going to drop down to an overnight low on New Year's Day of 12 above. Everybody that was... Uh, ouch. Ouch, yes, absolutely. Uh, everybody that was looking for uh, cold weather, you're definitely going to get it on Saturday as well as Sunday where we'll uh, try to top out around 34 for the high on Sunday and a low of 25 Chiefs up there in Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. It's probably going to be a cold one, uh, but we'll have plenty of sunshine, so if that helps. <laughs> I don't know if that helps or not. Yike. 42 degrees, as I mentioned, and uh, we've got a great show for you. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk with the uh, soon-to-be former director of Parks and Rec for the uh, city of Camdenton. Larry Bennett is retiring, and we'll definitely miss Larry. Larry's a great guy. He does a lot of wonderful things and has done, and I'm sure even though he's retiring, He'll probably have a hand in it uh, a little bit at some point. We'll also uh, talk with Larry's replacement, the gentleman that will be replacing Larry as far as Parks and Rec, another guy who has uh, done an incredible job over there, and it makes sense to uh, just usher him right in as the new director for Parks and Rec in Camdenton. However, right now we are going to uh, jump feet first into the Daily Show. And uh, we've got an interview uh, right now with a, uh, a young lady. Her name is uh, Bev Aylens, and she is with the Concerned Women for America of Missouri. And uh, as a side note, before we start our interview, uh, Bev is actually, uh, uh, she heads up the Missouri division here, but uh, we here at Key Radio feature the Concerned Women program on uh, Friday as part of our programming, uh, 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m., is when you can hear that particular uh, broadcast right here on Key Radio. And so now, let us uh, take the opportunity to usher her in this morning, Bev Aylens with the Concerned Women for America of Missouri. Good morning. Good morning, J.D. How are you? I am doing just great, and it is wonderful to have you uh, on the program. You and I have spoken before. We've done a little TV together, but now this is our first time to uh, talk about the Concerned Women uh, for America of Missouri on Key Radio, and I know it's a, a very popular group here locally. We've got Janet Dabbs and some other uh, ladies that participate here locally. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the organization and uh, kind of the mission for uh, the CWA. Well, we were actually formed um, over 40 years ago, and I, we are the nation's largest women's public policy organization. But I always add that we're the women's public policy organization that appreciate men. Because we are a Christian organization, we're based on um, biblical 
um, values, and um, we understand that God made male and female, and we celebrate our differences. We don't get angry about them. And actually, we were started to combat the feminist movement because our founder, Beverly LaHaye, saw the feminists of the day in the 1970s and said they do not represent the majority of the women in America. So, um, And now we come full circle because um, those women's sports issues that the feminists were fighting to, to get, um, now they've abandoned them, and uh, we had to pick it up this year to fight for women's sports to be only participants by female only. So it's, it's been an interesting 42 years. <laughs> That's a very interesting issue within itself, and maybe we can touch on it here a little bit this morning. But um, some of the core issues, I know that you have seven core issues um, that y- you're you know, pretty entrenched in here. The, uh, the family, the sanctity of human life, religious liberty, education, sexual exploitation, national sovereignty, and support for Israel. And that's interesting, support for Israel. It's amazing how many people... Uh, have kind of given up on Israel, it seems like, and and, and especially, um, you know, a large part of that coming from the Biden administration. Well, it has, um, for, for years, um, well, actually, we added the support for Israel, the seventh one, just um, a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago. Right. Um, we had six core issues for, for many, many years, um, but when we saw the support for Israel waning at the um, national, at our federal capital, it's always a bipartisan issue, but um, back when Obama and um, the um, um, Iran deal, that's really um, showed some of the colors. That was more partisan up there than not. And um, so um, the light was shown that the Democrats supported the president um, rather than Israel. And, um, and then why would we be surprised that the understanding of our support of Israel um, has been attacked in the universities and, and such, just like every other value we have. So, um, you know, um, it shouldn't be a surprise. It was a surprise, but it, it really shouldn't be because all of our long-term traditions have been under attack at the university and now at the, at the um, secondary education level. Do you consider yourselves lobbyists or more uh, of, of a, a concerned group that uh, just wants to remind legislators, uh, you know, what, what a lot of the people in this state uh, uh, kind of cherishes our core values. Well, we have a legislative team, and it's going, up to, it's going to be about seven members now, and um, people ask me what we do, and I say, well, we're there to encourage those who need to be encouraged and um, take notes on the bad stuff. And, um, and then when the election comes around, we want to make people understand um, what really is happening, has happened at the Capitol, because... Not necessarily. You know, their state rep or state senator will come back to the chicken dinner and tell them um, the two good things that they may have done at the Capitol that, that month. They don't tell them the 14 ways that they expanded government control. Right. So we're there to encourage the good people and to give them the information and, um, that they need. And, um, and then we also watch what's going on and um, try to fit in wherever we can. And, of course, we have that secret weapon of prayer. Um, our motto is prayer than action, and that's one reason why I affiliated with Concerned Women for America when I woke up, I mean, when I awakened to the importance of being involved in public policy back in um, the night, uh, around 1990. Um, I um, joined Concerned Women for America because they understood the spiritual nature to all of this. It's pretty, pretty basic. You know, God is or God isn't. If God is, we follow what he says. 
the guide isn't, then the government is. And uh, we did pretty well in America for a couple hundred years when we were basing our statutes on God's principles and God's law. And uh, even the unbeliever um, does well in this life if they base their lifestyles on God's law. But you really need to check out his retirement plan, because that's where it all happens. You have to have that salvation of Jesus Christ to, um, to be with him in eternity. But anyway, so that's kind of how we look at it, and we're there to, um, and we're really kind of a, a lone voice anymore. It's, I've been at the Capitol for 20 years now, and, and it really has changed, because we are really a post-Christian nation, and sometimes you think, well, what value am I there? Um, but people say, well, if you weren't there, the truth wouldn't be heard. So um, we're, we're there to provide truth and um, those principles that will work for, for every Missourian. We're talking with Bev Aylin. She is with the Concerned Women uh, for America of Missouri. And uh, you've been involved in the organization, as you said, since about 1991. And you, uh, you've got a lot of events that uh, you're going to be involved with here in the coming days as we get into the new year. So uh, why don't we take some time and touch on some of those. The uh, legislative prayer breakfast is is one of the things that's uh, going to be going on, and that will actually be the uh, day that the legislative session starts here in the state of Missouri on January the 5th. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, as Every year, I, I don't know how, for how many years, I'm, a Christian Life, I'm on the Christian Life Commission with the Missouri Baptist Convention as well, and we have this breakfast. We partner with Concord Baptist Church and have a breakfast with the legislators, and then a prayer service open to the public at 9 o'clock. There's the, prayer, the breakfast is at 8 and the service is at 9, and it's just really a wonderful time. There's a really good attendance of the members of the General Assembly and um, many members of the Missouri Supreme Court, and many times the governor and some other statewide are there. And it's a time of um, celebration of who God is, um, and we ask his blessing and his wisdom on our uh, members of the General Assembly, and we want to kick the new legislative session off in the right way. So that's always on the first day of session, which is next Wednesday, January 5th. I can't believe it's here already, but... Um, and then um, that afternoon, there'll be an education. I mean, I should say that morning at 1030, there's um, a group having an education rally. Mm-hmm. Um, I should say an education lobbying um, time. And then at 130, there'll be a rally in the rotunda regarding education. And it's been a crazy year, thankfully, uh, between um, CRT and the transgender issue and um, um, the masking, many parents have awakened and gotten involved in your local school districts, and um, there's a lot of activity across our state with parents getting involved in their children's public school education. So that's a good thing, and so that's going to be kicked off on on Wednesday, the the first day of session. They'll go into session. The General Assembly will go into session at 12, and they probably won't stay in there very long. It's the second um, opening day, um, so it's not as much pomp and circumstance as it was last year with the swearing-in of many new members who had just been elected. Well, you can thank Merrick Garland for uh, awakening the sleeping giant, I guess, if you want to call it that, because uh, when he sent out his little memo on October the 4th and said, well, we're going to get the FBI involved in these school board meetings and other things like that, then you had Terry McAuliffe, who was running uh, for governor in Virginia, and he had uh, mentioned the fact that 
you don't need to uh, be so involved in your child's education. And then the person who heads up the Department of Education kind of echoing the same sentiment there. Uh, Bev, I, I think it really uh, caused a lot of parents who maybe haven't already started waking up and paying attention to what goes on in their schools uh, to definitely do so. So they uh, they kind of trip themselves uh, on that uh, on that whole front uh, with uh, with education and getting parents more involved in in what's coming up. The uh, call to action. Oh yeah, it's been surprising the um, the pushback that the school boards have given these parents in Missouri, you know, um, and I think many of the parents that um, started going to the school board meetings thought that they're going to be able to make a difference. You know, they they trusted their school board members to be making the right decisions, and now they're getting pushed back, and so they're angering the parents, which only makes them that more dug in, and many of them are running for school board um, this year. So that's, that's where the change happens, because they've They've not been able to make the changes they want to make with the school board, the existing school board. So every year, um, at least two positions become available. And um, so we have many um, parents that are running for school board for the first time this April. Yeah, we've uh, we've also gotten a lot of folks here involved uh, more, I, I guess, toward the direction that we'd like to see our school go here. Uh, and so we, uh, we we thank them for the opportunity, uh, and we, we, we thank them for... Uh, uh, taking the, the the initiative, if you will, and and getting involved in their local school boards to make sure that uh, we're keeping an eye on uh, just exactly what's happening. We've got another event coming up on January the sixth, the uh, the following day. It's called the Let's Take Mo Back, the Call to Action for Election Integrity. Uh, we've talked to several people here on Key Radio about election integrity and uh, and what is the hope in uh, in getting together with folks on. Uh, Thursday, January the sixth. Well, thankfully, um, this is another issue that have got have um, gotten many Missourians involved in wanting to make sure that our elections in Missouri are as um, honest and fair as they they can be. So um, we're kind of kicking this off on Thursday with a, a well known for those who have been following election integrity, Dr. Um, Frank. Um, he will be the main speaker at the rally at. Um, I think it's at 1 o'clock, I'm not for sure. Um, we meet at 10.30. But um, this is to kick off our lobbying effort. We want to have teams of citizens. This actually happened last year. There were, I don't know, I'm trying to think, 6 to, to 8 or maybe 10 um, individuals that came up to the Capitol um, often during the year to try to get the election bill that we had already in process over the finish line, but things fell apart in the Senate last year, like, um, well, it just fell apart, so it didn't make it over the, over the line. So this year, we'll have many more Missourians um, teaming up, coming weekly to visit with the members of the General Assembly um, to make sure that things like photo ID, um, not expanding absentee voting, um, hand-marked paper ballots, those type of things to um, keep fraud at the very minimum here in Missouri. So, uh, again, um, we welcome and encourage and excited about um, individuals across Missouri taking part in their representative government. We're not, we shouldn't have to be doing this because mm -hmm. we have a representative government, so we elect those who uh, we want to represent us at the state capitol so we can go about our business and they can go to the capitol and do our our business uh, for us. Um, but things have changed, and um, so we have to take a little bit more 
um, involvement in that, um, hopefully just for a few years. But um, and we're a post-Christian nation, so um, we have to um, um, really guard, guard um, those traditions that are being um, swept out from under our feet, um, even at our state legislature. It's, uh... Even at our, <laughs> our um, majority, our supermajority Republican um, state legislature, we have to watch every step. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, it's been uh, an interesting. Uh, uh, it's been an interesting run. The last two uh, major elections with uh, voter fraud, and now that we've got COVID, that uh, is is used for good as well as evil. I don't need. Well, I don't know. If COVID's actually used as good, but now that we uh, we have it in place the way we do. And uh, they can say, well, you know, if you don't want to come out to your polling place, uh, you don't want to cast your ballot there, we'll send you one. And then we start getting into the weeds as far as how all of these uh, ballots have been counted, if they're being distributed properly, if people are, uh, you know, for so many years, one of the biggest chunks of voter fraud was uh, dead people that were voting. And so uh, now you take that and uh, mix in uh, some covid and uh, the election process really needs to be uh, streamlined and kind of get things back on course, if you will. I noticed that uh, you folks have got a great speaker for a number of uh, events coming up. Uh, let's see, one in, well, they're, they're all, I guess, in January here. But uh, within... Well, we uh, certainly uh, want to talk about the one at the Capitol in, in Jeff City on Monday, January 10th. Yes, um, Bill Fetter is such a gracious man. He's actually grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and my claim to fame is I met Bill Federer when he only had one book back in the early 90s, <laughs> right. and um, he no longer lives in Missouri, but he comes back. Such a gracious, generous uh, man. So, and I mean, I just cannot believe how much this man knows and understands, and he'll be um, our guest speaker at our Liberty um, in Law dinner that we hold um, every um, January now for many, many years, and it's going to be at the Missouri Baptist um, Convention building there on High Street. Um, it's at 630. It's a dinner, and the tickets for the public are $25. Um, he'll be speaking on his new book, Socialism, um, because that, I think, a lot of people are waking up, looking around, and seeing the evidence of creeping into our local, state, and federal governments. Um, maybe creeping is the wrong word. Maybe I should say leaping. And uh, but he's just a, um, enter- no, I shouldn't say entertaining, but he's just a delightful presentation. And for those who know Bill Federer, they'll want to come. And for those who um, have never heard of Bill Federer or never heard him speak, you'll want to come as well because you'll become a, a fan. And he speaks on so many different subjects. He speaks not only American history and the miracles and and um, the the gospel um, traveling across the world and wherever the gospel traveled, liberty traveled with it. He's an expert on Islam, and, and it's just amazing. Um, this man, all the gifts that he um, has been given by God and is using um, for that. So if they want um, tickets, um, they can call me, um, and I would be glad to um, um, steer them to our Eventbrite site. Um, they can go on our Concerned Women for America of Missouri Facebook page and link up to the Eventbrite um, ticket um, at that point um, on Bill Federer on January 10th. And then from then he'll go over west um, to the west side of the state and do um, presentations for the next four days. And one of them will be in Stockton, our prayer action chapter leader in Stockton, Missouri, on Wednesday evening and then on Friday evening in um, Independence, Missouri, 
our prayer action, um, our, I mean, I should say our in, um, sovereignty issues specialist, Amy Fox's church, will be having him. But those events are on our Facebook website and also at our Missouri, I'm sorry, mo.cwfa.org, our webpage on our national um, website. So, um, yeah, so we, we had Bill, he was just here the first part of December on the east side of the state and did about um, six nights of presentations on his tour, and um, just, just a wonderful experience. And he was here at the Lake of the Ozarks not too terribly long ago, and uh, I had the opportunity to hear Bill Federer speak on a number of occasions, and as you mentioned, a very knowledgeable man. And he just really breaks it down, and, and I think the one uh, takeaway from any opportunity that you get to see Bill is you have a better understanding. He he makes it very, very easy to understand when he discusses uh, a variety of topics, and sometimes, you know, it can get... Uh, it can get in the weeds a little bit, but uh, Bill certainly does a great opportunity, or, or, or does a great job, rather, of uh, of, of making it uh, make sense. We've got just a couple of... Well, uh, plain that God is a God of liberty, that, you know, Christians, we kind of shy away from from politics, and I can understand why. I don't I don't particularly enjoy it, but it's, Christians need to be involved because God is the God of liberty. He's the one that gave us this country and set it up to be. Um, the great experiment, which really worked until we messed up and let let the pagans have it. And I know you've got uh, another uh, list of events here that uh, uh, will be coming up. And I, I'll tell you what, not to get not to overwhelm people too uh, too terribly much, but could we have you back in uh, say maybe a month or so, and we could discuss some of the events that you've got coming up in April? Oh, we'd love to. And then we, you know, again, we um, have an email. Janet Dabbs is a wonderful communications coordinator for us, so she's always um, making sure people um, are getting emails about the events coming up, about the meetings that we're having, about legislation at the state capitol now that we're starting up again. So um, they can go to our, um, um, like I said, our Facebook page and, and message us up there and, and give us their email address so they can get on their email list. And, um, and yes, I'd, gl- I'd be glad to come back because that's one of the things that we do a lot uh, with Concerned Women for America in Missouri. We have a lot of opportunities for education. I say we educate for 18 months and then we um, work on campaigns uh, of good candidates for six months because as articulate as we can be at the state capitol, we're not going to convince the wrong person to do the right thing. And thankfully, not uh, the right person not to do the wrong thing. So we've got to get the right people in place. So it's all part of um, that cycle. Bev Allen with Concerned Women for America of Missouri. As always, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate what you're doing to help people out and help to educate people and to keep people in the loop. And hopefully, as I said, we'll get you on here uh, in about another month or so, and we'll talk about some more events that you've got coming up for 2022. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, J.B. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you, ma'am. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bev Allen, great to have her with us, and a a big thanks to uh, Janet Dabbs for helping us get that uh, interview all squared away. We've got uh, news for you here at the bottom of the hour, some local information. Stacey Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and Chris Schneider with uh, Lake TV. He'll take care of sports for us on this Tuesday morning. I'm Stacey Johnson. 
and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, December 28th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. A local real estate group is bringing happy holidays to the Camden School District. Keller Williams Real Estate donated hats, gloves, and socks to the Camden R3 School District. They also made a $500 donation to the district to be used for our students who are experiencing homelessness. These funds will help students and needed with clothing, food supplies, hygiene materials, and medicine. A Camdenton man has died after crashing an ATV on Christmas Eve. According to the Missouri Highway Patrol, 57-year-old Kenneth Mustaine was driving a Polaris Scrambler along Greenview Drive on Friday afternoon. The vehicle went off the right side of the road and overturned. Mustaine was taken to Lake Regional Hospital and died on Saturday afternoon. The Missouri Conservation Department has announced some changes to the rules for paddle fishing in the state. The MDC has increased the minimum length from 24 inches to 32 inches, and they also established a commercial fishing season for paddlefish on the Mississippi River. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com, download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. College football's bowl action continues today. Fairly busy day. We've got the Birmingham Bowl, number 20 Houston against Auburn. They kick that off at 11. Then the first response bowl, Air Force against Louisville at 215. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State and Texas Tech at 545. The Holiday Bowl, UCLA against number 18 North Carolina State at 7 tonight. And the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, you heard that right. West Virginia against Minnesota, that's a late one, 9-15 tonight. Uh, bowl games all week long, unless they get canceled because of COVID, of course. We've got the big college football playoff national semis set for Friday. Number one seed is Alabama. They'll play number four seed Cincinnati in the first semifinal Friday. They kick that off in the afternoon. Alabama, big two-touchdown favorite there. And then the second national semi, number two, Michigan against number three. Three Georgia, Georgia over a touchdown favorite to win in that one. The winners are scheduled to play January 10th in the national championship game. And again, that could be up in the air depending on COVID problems and everything else as well. As for the NFL boys, boy, there's just two weeks left in the regular season. And then comes the playoffs. The Chiefs have wrapped up the division title. They are officially in the playoffs now. They're 11-4. and They ride an eight-game win streak after beating up on the Steelers last week. This week, they've got a tough matchup with Cincinnati on the road. In fact, their last two games will be on the road at Cincinnati and then at Denver. Packers with the best record in the league 
right now. The Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl, though, with seven in total. The Chiefs and the Chargers each have six. Cowboys, Buccaneers, Niners with the uh, most NFC teams going to the Pro Bowl with five each. Of course, Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers continues rolling on toward the Hall of Fame. He broke Brett Favre's team record, Packers record, of 442 touchdown passes this last weekend. Division leaders, Chiefs, Bills, Tennessee, Cincinnati in the AFC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams in the NFC. High school basketball in uh, tournament mode right about now. Camdenton playing in the blue and gold tournament. Uh, Versailles getting ready for the Stover tournament. Osage is off until they play Camdenton next Tuesday, January 4th. Eldon is off until next Tuesday as well when they will take on Lebanon. So not a lack of sports going on these days as we're done with Christmas and get ready for New Year's now. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. That's right, KB show on Lake TV. It's called What's Burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 o'clock at night, every day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Just do a search for Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Case Road exit in Osage Beach, and we're open seven days a week, 9.30 to 5.30. The Serving Table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares and we need volunteers to join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook for The Serving Table. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. All right, welcome back. 8.38 is our time. We thank you for joining us here on Key Radio. We will talk to uh, Larry Bennett coming up uh, next hour from the Camdenton Parks and Rec Department. Larry is uh, stepping down as the director, and they're going to make a change here and there, I'm sure, but we'll kind of talk with Larry about his career and talk to the gentleman who will be stepping in to replace Larry. A uh, beautiful day at the lake, Bill Munhausen. Uh, If you're a fish, if you're a duck, if you're a turtle, if you're a frog, maybe a snake, I don't know. The rest of us are going to crawl up and stay indoors, probably. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Forty-two is the uh, is the ex- or the current temperature, not the expected high. The expected high, at last check, was uh, sixty-three degrees, and I think oh. we probably need to uh, lower that, refresh that, <laughs> refresh it, and see if maybe the uh, the folks who uh, like to predict the forecast can give us maybe a little bit. Uh, Better idea. No, they instead of going down, they've actually gone up. Well, this is good news. 64, the expected uh, 
high today. I guess the rain is going to magnify whatever sunlight there is and kind of toast us up a little bit. Uh, the rain uh, should uh, should taper off, they're saying here. Um, maybe some sunshine by the afternoon, partly cloudy tonight, and then uh, becoming overcast with a low of 38 degrees. For tomorrow, some rain, high of around 52, a low 36. Partly cloudy on Thursday, high 56. Uh, 62 now expected on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day will hit a high of uh, 44. They're calling it a wintry mix, which means they really don't know what it is. Right. And then what happens on New Year's Day? Uh, that is New Year's Day. That is New Year's Day. Friday? No. Saturday? Yes. Okay. 44 for the high, 13 for the low, and 13, a wintry yes, mix. That yeah. means we could have rain, we could have snow, we could have the sleet, we could have freezing precipitation. Well, when it's 13, it doesn't rain. It snows. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Just don't want any thunder snow. 35 for the high on Sunday and a low of 27 with plenty of sunshine. So there you go. 840 is our time. Taking a peek here at the uh, current conditions as we have them at uh, Bagnell Dam. If you're keeping score, current lake level at 659.15 and the river level at 551.59. And as always... Uh, it doesn't hurt when we talk about the lake level to remind you that the winter drawdown is coming up and uh, just act accordingly and I think it'll be okay. 840. What is going on uh, with you, Bill Mundhausen? Uh, do you have a nose for news today? Yeah, I have an article here. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, I think the news must, there must be too much news in the world because they're always stretching for stories. This one says that eight people die on Missouri roads over Christmas weekend, and the story goes on to say that this is two fewer than the year before. Naturally, the uh, headline isn't 20% fewer deaths or anything positive. It's They just got to report this. But is that really news? We know people die all the time. But what really drew, drew my attention to it is this is from U.S. News, and the actual headline says eight people day on Missouri roads. Apparently, days passed the spell check test. Yeah, they uh, they hit you up with the uh, the stats, but they didn't bother to spell check it, huh? Well, they did spell check it. Day is a day is a word. Oh well, yeah, it it's is. Just not the right word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just you know, I just wonder about journalism today. This is a national feed, and they can't even spell the headline right. Reminds me of the Lake Sun Leader years ago. What happened there? Well, we used to call it the Lake Sun Misleader because every day we'd read the headlines and there was something misspelled in it. Well, you've uh, you've got a, a pretty local uh, newspaper, relatively small, uh, not a whole lot of people. And I remember they used to have to send that uh, paper off to be printed somewhere else. Oh, and send proofread somewhere else probably. I probably at U.S. News and World Report because they can't spell either. I just, you know... We we have we have a lot of newsworthy things going on. Yeah. Maybe we just don't have people out there who really care about it. That could be. They just want to feed us lots of stuff, overwhelm us with stuff. They sit and they wait for the news to come to them. It mm -hmm. used to be, you know, that you went to the news. You know, there's breaking news. There's something that's yeah. important happening. You actually interviewed the the uh, the property owner up north who's trying to resist having a pipeline put through his backyard. You talk to them, find right. out what the story was. Right. What's happening, really? Well, I'm actually working on that. Are you? Yeah. Okay. 
you're going to go into journalism. I never went to journalism <laughs> school, but... And that's uh, your advantage. You didn't never went that, to school. Uh, then you've got people telling you what to do and how to do it. And maybe mm-hmm. that's where the problem is. Right. Today, by the way, is National Download Day. Get your phone fingers flexed. National Download Day is uh, coming to town. Today is National Chocolate Candy Day. Like, that's... What a great way to start, like, the new week after you just stuff your face on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and probably prior to that if, you, if your company got together and had a Christmas party. National Chocolate Candy Day. Yep. Today is National Call a Friend Day and tell them not to eat all that chocolate because of all the food that they had uh, days prior. National Short Film Day. Holy Innocence Day. Uh, card playing day. Who still plays cards? Do you still play? Know anybody who plays gin or uh, five hundred? We play five hundred. Right. We play. Uh, we play rook. We play. Um, yeah. Uno. Yeah, with the kids. I'm not a bad. You know, I like you know poker, blackjack. Oh, five card, seven card. Kind of betting and bidding and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it can be. Uh-huh. It depends on who you're with. Yeah. Today is also the Pledge of Allegiance Day. Pledge of Allegiance Day. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Uh-huh. We, we, we do the national anthem. We don't really do the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, maybe we should. Thought. Maybe we should. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Pledge of Allegiance. I wonder how many kids... I w- do they still do the Pledge of Allegiance in school? I remember that in school. We'd actually have the principal come on the, on the uh, loudspeaker or whatever it sure, was. And, yep. and We'd all do the Pledge of Allegiance all together in every classroom. We would all stand. We would all put our hands over our heart. Uh I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember if we did the pledge first and then the national anthem, but it was, you know... And you had had an American flag in your classroom, too. Yes. There was nothing wrong with that. Every classroom, yeah. We stood, and there was, uh, there were a couple of kids I remember uh, when I was in grade school that would stand in the hall because I guess I don't know if it was a religious thing or not. Seriously. But they would get up and stand in the hallway. I grew up in New York, and nobody uh, stood in the hallway. Well, in Missouri, we did. There wow. was a couple of kids that stood in the hallway. Don't know what was up with that. Oh, they could have been Confederate people, maybe. I Because you're kind of Southerners. Confederate. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any of those Southerners in New York. Oh, Bill. Sometimes, buddy, I... I'm <laughs> hey, I, we never had anybody stand in the hall or kneel or anything. You know? Yeah, well, no, there was, no, there was definitely no, no kneeling. No kneeling. Not like today. Well, I... Uh, I we were talking about today being National uh, Chocolate Candy Day. It is uh, the booziest time of the year, and Missouri tops the list. This apparently uh, from a survey. Yeah, I Story. saw that about the 37% was interesting. Yeah. Kansas City uh, is where this story hails from, and uh, we got it from Fox4KC.com. The season to celebrate is in full swing, and some say they're ready for a festive Christmas, followed by a lot of fun to ring in the new year as family and friends gather to celebrate and mark the end of another year. There are often toasts and other celebratory drinks involved. Uh, American Addiction Centers, an online resource for finding drug and alcohol treatment centers, surveyed 
nearly 4,000 people who planned to drink during the holidays. The survey found that the average person in Missouri will consume 37% or more than one-third of their alcohol intake for the entire year between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. That is the highest rate in the country. Kansas City isn't far behind at 33%. Vermont has the lowest rate at 18%. Hmm. So does that mean that Missourians don't drink most of the rest of the year and they have stored all up for that one week? Well, if you look at the time period from Thanksgiving to... Yeah, it's a pretty long time. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, which, whichever you prefer. Actually, the day before Thanksgiving is the busiest bar night. That night uh, on the uh, the 24th or right there, but the, the day before Thanksgiving... Um, but I mean, so that's about fifteen percent of the year. If so you go from that, leave us, Thursday, that leaves from us sixty. We we do sixty three percent of our drinking from January up to Thanksgiving, and then we cram in the last thirty seven percent right there. But from Thanksgiving to New Year's, yeah. But like I said, that's fifteen percent of the year from Thanksgiving to New Year's. So that's only like twice as much as normal. So I guess there's a lot of binge drinking or something going on there. Yeah. The survey also determined that 22% of people who plan to drink over the holidays say they mentally prepare themselves to binge. (laughs) (coughs) As many as 14% say they even adopt a healthier lifestyle heading into the season so they can uh, overindulge without feeling guilty. There are obvious risks involved with this behavior, the survey said. That includes 20% of respondents who admit they become concerned about their health because of the amount of alcohol consumed during the final five or six weeks of the year. Hmm. There's more thought that goes into binge drinking than I ever considered before. There's preparation. There's all kinds of stuff. That's 4,000 people, though, man. A statistically important survey, apparently. I I don't know that you really get into the... The meat of it, if you will. They must have gone to a college town, maybe. Could be. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, when I first started my uh, trek into radio, I I worked in Columbia, Missouri for a while, right? Ah, yeah. So you've got like three or four colleges there. You've got uh, University of Missouri, Mm -hmm. Stevens College. You've got uh, Columbia College, and I think there's another one, Um, like a community college or something. There must be. But, I mean, talk about, you know, he, normally, I guess, a college town supports maybe like maybe one college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you've got three or four one, of yeah. them there. Right. So, you know, I learned all about, you know, partying with college people. <laughs> Your postgraduate work. Right? Yes, my postgraduate <laughs> work. Thank you for recognizing it was my postgraduate work that I, I needed to get taken care of. Here's a great article, and, and, and how many people e- even actually stop and think about this? Um, it says, former CPB commissioner Mark Morgan, Joe Biden let 600,000 migrants illegally enter without testing or a vaccine mandate. So you've got all of these people here in this country, people that live here, okay, people that were born and bred in the USA or maybe they've come over uh, from some other country and entered the country legally, we can only hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking about all of these people 
over a half million people coming into the United States. No uh, testing, no vaccine, but for some people, their jobs, even their lives depend on it. I mean, you think about a company that says, well, if you want to work here, you're going to have to get vaccinated. And if you don't get vaccinated, well, I don't know what to tell you. Jab versus job. But I guess in, in, in a lot of these cases, if you don't get the jab and you can still keep your job as long as you get tested on a weekly basis, but then the cost, uh, you have to uh, defer the cost. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's okay for people coming into the country illegally. And, and here's the thing about it. You know, they're focusing on the testing and the vaccine mandate. People have been coming into this country illegally for years. God only knows what they brought in with them. Right. As far as health. I mean, yeah. they, could, they could have brought in uh, tuberculosis or Ebola or, you know, swine flu. And, and I, I would imagine when they check these people as far as their health, they, you know, give them, give them your basic, uh, you know, are you breathing okay? How's your heart doing? Do you have any cuts or bruises? Or, but they really don't stop to, uh, I don't know if they, there's probably not time to uh, take blood and, you know, run, run tests, blood tests and things like that. But it, 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 it's, it's just, it's, to me, it's just amazing because all of this concern, all of the concern that this government and Anthony Fauci and the CDC and the World Health Organization, uh, all of the concern that they are putting uh, into COVID, masks, vaccines, everything like that, and then we're just going to let people slide across the border, no problem, no uh, no testing, no vaccine, no nothing. Well, maybe what we should do is close down the entire border except for California because the Californians are better better equipped to do all the testing. Why are they better <laughs> equipped? Because they require all that stuff. You have to be vaccinated and everything, and, you know, they're much more diligent, right? So if we just shut down the whole border they and tried let them get into, into California. They tried that. I mean, Spanish, the, the Mexicans kind of think that California is theirs anyway. They tried a, that already, though. Did, did they and, do that? And, and there's pieces of, of <laughs> border wall just laying there now. And nobody's doing anything with it. They spent all that money to purchase the uh, the border oh, wall. Oh yeah, okay. And it's just sitting there. Nobody's putting it up. Yeah, I, I heard that there are a few towns in in Texas that are taking it upon themselves to build it. I had heard that as well. Yeah, but nobody in California is doing that. So Cal- California, I'm I'm kind of seeing that as the solution. Bring all the immigrants in through California. Don't ever say California is the solution. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever say California is the solution for anything here in the Midwest. Mark Morgan, the former acting commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, said on Thursday's uh, edition of the Breitbart News Daily podcast with host Alex Marlowe that the Biden administration exempts migrants crossing the southern border from coronavirus testing and vaccine mandates while imposing such decrees on Americans. I mean, think about the logic in all of this, right? Does it make sense? Of course it doesn't. Just like the Omicron uh, variant of COVID is not something that we need to... You know what? I will say if you feel as though you need to protect yourself from it, do whatever you need to do, and, and that'll be fine. That'll be great. That'll be wonderful. But... 
you know, it, it, it's not, it's basically like the common cold. Yeah, that's what they're saying about five days worth of cold symptoms. You know, starts running. And it might actually give you immunity to the more serious variants if you, if you get it and, and, and recover from it. Isn't it nice that we live in a country, we're, we're considered a superpower to other parts of the world, and these people just cannot figure out what the heck to do with, uh, with COVID. They can't make up their mind what direction to go. They, all they know is that going backwards makes more sense than moving forwards with this. At least that's how I feel. I mean, it, it seems like, <coughs> excuse me, here we go again. Kind of less is more. Is that what you're saying? No, I, I'm saying we're going in the wrong direction. <coughs> we're going backwards in how we're handling this. It, it seems like now that the... Uh, the federal government has such a firm hold on us as far as COVID goes. And I mean, there, there's probably a group of folks whose job it is to sit around and come up with new ways to screw people in this country. And they're doing it. I mean, they're literally doing it each and every day, coming up with new ways to, to slow down the progress of this great nation. And, and I think I don't think we're ever going to get out from under COVID, quite frankly. I think they're going to find new and creative ways to keep it alive and well and and scaring people and putting fear and paranoia into people's lives. I mean, people are just caving. People are just giving up and giving in, and they're not putting up a fight. They're not saying, wait a minute, this Omicron variant is nowhere near as serious as when COVID first came out, and you want to take us back down the same path that you did before, you know, let's ruin the economy. Let's, let's you know, put people out of work. Let's keep people from, you know, hiring people they need to run their small businesses. And, and it's just ridiculous. Well, we can hope that people have learned a lesson and realized that, um, you know, these kinds of virus things are going to be with us forever and you, you have to uh, coexist with them. And uh, Missouri obviously has been one of those places with a lot more freedom than other states, and we have no worse outcome than any other states. So it just it's a testimony, it's evidence that do, do a lot, do a little, it doesn't matter. Well, we need to do a lot to move on from this thing, or we're always going to be pinned underneath it. And, and the, the government is always going to use it as a way to control anything and everything in this country. And that's what they're doing with it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, as long as we've got Anthony Fauci out there toting the banner for this thing. <laughs> it, it is amusing, though, because, you know, Anthony Fauci wouldn't really be a, what you'd consider a... Um, a household uh, name charismatic personality in in the media right he's kind of a, a curious little guy and i don't know why he's got so much credibility i don't think anybody knows why i think it's the media has built him up into the person that he is and then uh, well h- here you go here's here's another swipe i guess we can take a journalism y- you want somebody that to me exudes confidence and, you know, it's is like reminding people, hey, listen, I know there's a lot going on with this. A lot of th- there's a lot of things we don't understand. Everybody remain calm. But you got a guy who changes his tune every couple of weeks. Yeah. I think Donald Trump really helped him get to be famous because they were always together on those early COVID uh, news conferences. It was always Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci. Mm. So he was kind of 
Trump's right-hand man, or left-hand man, I'm not sure which hand it was. But, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of Anthony Fauci's fame came from, mm -hmm. is those early months. Well, maybe that's something uh, that they can actually blame on Trump. Yeah. They tried to blame him for everything else. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're looking for things. <laughs> we're out there searching. Uh-huh, yeah. We're going to talk to Larry Bennett when uh, we begin the 9 o'clock uh, hour of The Daily Show, and we hope that you'll stick around for that. Your phone calls are welcome at 573-633-5395, And it is officially the top of the hour, 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. And we've got information for you from Stacy Johnson from lakeexpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider with a check of sports here on Key Radio, and thank you for listening. The Lake of the Ozarks only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, December 28th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. A local real estate group is bringing happy holidays to the Camden School District. Keller Williams Real Estate donated hats, gloves, and socks to the Camden R3 School District. They also made a $500 donation to the district to be used for our students who are experiencing homelessness. These funds will help students and needed with clothing, food supplies, hygiene materials, and medicine. A Camdenton man has died after crashing an ATV on Christmas Eve. According to the Missouri Highway Patrol, 57-year-old Kenneth Mustaine was driving a Polaris Scrambler along Greenview Drive on Friday afternoon. The vehicle went off the right side of the road and overturned. Mustaine was taken to Lake Regional Hospital and died on Saturday afternoon. The Missouri Conservation Department has announced some changes to the rules for paddle fishing in the state. The MDC has increased the minimum length from 24 inches to 32 inches, and they also established a commercial fishing season for paddlefish on the Mississippi River. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com, download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. College football's bowl action continues today. Fairly busy day. We've got the Birmingham Bowl, number 20 Houston against Auburn. They kick that off at 11. Then the first response bowl, Air Force against Louisville at 215. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State and Texas Tech at 545. The Holiday Bowl, UCLA against number 18 North Carolina State at 7 tonight. And the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, 
You heard that right. West Virginia against Minnesota. That's a late one, 9-15 tonight. Uh, bowl games all week long, unless they get canceled because of COVID. Of course, we've got the big college football playoff national semis set for Friday. Number one seed is Alabama. They'll play number four seed Cincinnati in the first semifinal Friday. They kick that off in the afternoon. Alabama, big two-touchdown favorite there. And then the second national semi, number two, Michigan against number three, Georgia. Georgia over a touchdown favorite to win in that one. The winners are scheduled to play January 10th in the national championship game. And again, that could be up in the air depending on COVID problems and everything else as well. As for the NFL boys, boy, there's just two weeks left in the regular season. And then comes the playoffs. The Chiefs have wrapped up the division title. They are officially in the playoffs now. They're 11-4. and four. They ride an eight-game win streak after beating up on the Steelers last week. This week, they've got a tough matchup with Cincinnati on the road. In fact, their last two games will be on the road at Cincinnati and then at Denver. Packers with the best record in the league right now. The Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl, though, with seven in total. The Chiefs and the Chargers each have six. Cowboys, Buccaneers, Niners with the uh, most NFC teams going to the Pro Bowl with five each. Of course, Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers continues rolling on toward the Hall of Fame. He broke Brett Favre's team record, Packers record, of 442 touchdown passes this last weekend. Division leaders, Chiefs, Bills, Tennessee, Cincinnati in the AFC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams in the NFC. High school basketball in uh, tournament mode right about now. Camdenton playing in the Blue and Gold Tournament. Uh, Versailles getting ready for the Stover tournament. Osage is off until they play Camdenton next Tuesday, January 4th. Eldon is off until next Tuesday as well when they will take on Lebanon. So not a lack of sports going on these days as we're done with Christmas and get ready for New Year's now. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. That's right, KB show on Lake TV. It's called What's Burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 o'clock at night, every day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Just do a search for Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos, know how to create a healthy media diet for your family, and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM.
business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. Back on The Daily Show now at 9.07. Thanks so much for taking the time to tune in. 44 degrees is where we are with some uh, rain still falling in the area. Matter of fact, let's see if we can take a peek at that radar, if it has updated itself as of yet. I don't see, well, it almost looks like the, uh, there it is. Uh, the radar is uh, showing the heaviest band of this uh, rain uh, off to the south and east of the Tri-County region, but uh, all in all, a lot of it has just moved out of the state. It has dissipated as it uh, continues on in an easterly Kind of a bit of a northeasterly kick to it there, but uh, really the heaviest rainfall we're seeing now is uh, right around the boot heel as things are still very light. There might be a, an incident or two of some light rain in the forecast, but uh, all in all, it looks like it's going to uh, clear out of here. We are looking for a high. Now, we started the day out uh, rather cold and wet, and we thought maybe things would get a little bit better for us, and yes, definitely so. 63, the expected high today. We'll see that sun start to come out uh, and progress through the sky uh, throughout the course of the rest of the morning, um, maybe late morning and then the afternoon before we drop down to an overnight low of 37 and a partly cloudy sky. For tomorrow, showers in the forecast, good possibility for some more rain. High of 51, low 35, 55 with a partly cloudy sky on Thursday, New Year's Eve, 61 with rain, about a 75% chance for rain in the afternoon and evening. And then a wintry mix on the first day of the new year. 43 the high, 12 degrees the low. You guys know what a wintry mix is, don't you? That means I can't figure out what it's going to do. So you just say wintry mix. It's either going to be uh, rain, sleet, freezing rain, snow. It could be a wintry mix. And then on Sunday, 34 the high, 26 the low, and plenty of sunshine. 909 is our time. Just a real quick update on the uh, the lake level now that I... I've got this back on my computer. I like to uh, utilize it here. As far as uh, what we've got going on lake level-wise, 659.15, steady from last hour, as is the river level at 551.59. So there you go. 910, a couple of gentlemen in the studio with us here. Larry Bennett, uh, who is the soon-to-be former director of Parks and Rec for the city of Camdenton. And uh, you, what did you do to this poor guy over here, man? He he came in on crutches. What do you? What? How do you? Is this how you treat you, the employees that work for you? Yeah, I thought we were going to have a smooth transition, and then Travis uh, was fishing a little too long, and and ended up having a little accident right at the end of his trip with his son. So, uh -oh. uh, so the transition hasn't been quite what we thought, but uh, he'll be fine. Yeah. he's going to be fine. Travis, you're going to live. I am. I'm going to survive. Good, good, brother. Nothing, and, and just like right right around this time of the year, nothing is just worse than a broken foot. Yeah, I, I spent uh, two years on crutches, broke a leg playing soccer. Yeah. So we've had a few conversations about that, and you're absolutely right. Um, this time of year, we've been fortunate so far, but yeah. when it gets cold, uh, there isn't anything you can do to keep those uh, toes uh, warm uh, when you're in a cast. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I, the question is, are you milking it for all it's worth? Every dime. Good for you, brother. <laughs> and if you need if you need a few pointers, stick around when we're done, and I'll I'll jot a few down for you. I appreciate that, Larry. Listen, um, you've been with Parks and Rec uh, for the city of Camdenton for how long? Uh, right at seven and a half years. I think it's seven years, five months, and a few days, probably. How did you end up here in the first place? Um, well, I've been in recreation my entire career. I started out in in um, private recreation, then I worked in universities. Uh, 
for uh, about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at the University of Missouri as senior assistant, or excuse me, senior associate director for recreation. I was running all of the recreation facilities for the department and was looking for um, where I might retire. And I had been coming down here and playing some golf and getting on the lake regularly uh-huh. since I was right up the road. And began to look around. I was looking in the paper one day on what uh, housing might be available, and here's the job. It, it popped up that they were looking for a parks director in the city of Camdenton. Talked to my then boss, who uh, was a contemporary and considering retirement as well. Mm-hmm. Asked her if she minded if I just gave him a call. I was very happy with the position I had, but I called, and one thing led to another, and uh, came down here, thought I'd get acclimated to the location, work a few years, and then retire, which is the way that plan worked out. So when you talk about being in recreation, wh- what you're saying is you've never had a real job in your life. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much true. You know, they say if, uh, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Well, that's pretty much been right. my life. It's been charmed. Well, I'm teasing, of course, because uh, since we've had the opportunity to uh, work with the city of Camden over the years, We've had a lot of fun, and uh, we've enjoyed some great opportunities, some chili cook-offs, coming out and uh, checking out the uh, uh, the dog days at the pool, which uh, to this day, I mean, <laughs> I grew up in, in St. Louis, right, up in North County in Florissant, and we had, a, we had a place where we could go, Coke Park, right? So we had a great recreation facility there, and they had a swimming pool. And in all the years that I used to go there as a kid, I never once saw anybody bring their dog. And so for folks who don't know, what's it, the last day of the year that you folks have the pool open, you let people bring their dogs. And, 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 and it's fun. It's exciting. It's uh, a good time, you know, and your, your dog has to be well-behaved. <clears throat> Excuse me. But to see a bunch of dogs running around at the city pool is just crazy. But it's such a blast, man. It's so cool. Yeah, we've we've done it now for what five years, I think, yeah. and um, uh, people love it. Yeah. Dogs love it. We love it. Uh, it does create quite a mess. That's why we do it on our last <laughs> day before we drain. Uh, you know, again, thank heaven for Travis being willing to put up with cleaning that mess up. But uh, it is a little bit unique. You see it here and there, but uh, it's something that uh, you don't see anywhere else here at the lake, anyway. And right. so we're, we we really enjoy that that day. It's such an incredible time. And, you know, these chili cook-offs, is that something you guys are going to continue to do, Travis? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? That's so much fun. That's a great day. And you get to hang out with a bunch of cool people. Yeah. And uh, money the money raised goes to a good cause. Right. Yeah. In, in fact, um, I've been on vacation here a few days. I received- what? You're going on a permanent <laughs> vacation. Right. And now you're sitting here telling me that you have been on vacation for a couple of days. Really, just a couple of days. But, I, I mean, I, I end up, uh, because we're so busy in the summer, I take I can't no, wait no to vacation. get Travis in there because you're never, you're never working. You're always on vacation. Well, we can talk about Travis's vacation that he's taken the last two months, too. But we won't talk about that. But um, I don't think his was planned. <laughs> uh, not not that last vacation. The, the time up to that was uh, was well deserved, though. I mean, he got right. to go to a. Uh, he's a big fisherman. He likes to fish for bass and uh-huh. outsmart the bass. And he was out on a, a trip with his son that he'd been trying to in a tournament that he'd been trying to get into for about ten years. Right. So, uh, good for him. But uh, but no, I I actually received a letter from uh, Special Olympics. That's who are. 
our our uh, donor group was this year. We gave the money from the chili cook-off right. to Special Olympics. Right. Very nice letter. I haven't had a chance to share it with Travis this morning. I want to sh- uh, let him see how, how grateful people are for for what we do there and, and yeah. the fact that we, uh, you know, uh, help their cause. Great weather, great turnout, and it's getting a little bit bigger every year. I mean, soon you're going to have to probably uh, have a cutoff point. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be Travis's trouble. I actually look forward to this because I can compete this year now. I, I can actually come out and, and uh, if I choose, you know, try to put some chili in there and see what we can do. So yeah. uh, so that's the fun part that I'm, I'm looking forward to is being able to to participate in some of these things. Do you make them, do you make some decent chili? Uh, I'm a, a single guy, bachelor, never married, no kids, all of that. So, wow. uh, lucky, and, uh, I've got that body that's perfect <laughs> for radio. You can't see it, but uh-huh. you, you can tell I haven't missed meals, uh, at all lately. Right, so, uh, right. yeah, I can, I can make chili. Uh, <laughs> all right. So he, I guess we're going to, he's going to be throwing down is what's going to happen. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> You make chili or you don't eat, right? Yeah, it pretty much. That's, that's the way it works around my house. <laughs> don't have to worry about going home and, you know, coming home to a big mess or anything like that. But if you want to eat, yeah, you got to be able to uh, cook, a, cook a little bit of something once in a while. Can't eat out all the time. No. But no. it doesn't hurt. Um, so you do this for seven and a half years. Uh, obviously... You made uh, some good friends along the way, I'm sure, and uh, some good memories along the way. So, uh, anything that really kind of sticks out in your mind? Well, um, this area has just been so welcoming. You know, from the day I walked in the door, people have been extremely helpful, bending over backwards. Uh, you know, when I told them what I was planning on doing, they either had ideas or said, "Call me when you need help," and I, I, I did. I used used that. Uh, you've been one of those people. You've been extremely helpful in getting the word out of well, what we're trying to do. My pleasure, man. Thank you. So Anytime. I appreciate that. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think back over the seven and a half years, and at times it seems like quite a while, and other times it seems like it's flown right by. And at times it, it seems we haven't accomplished much, but then again we've, you know, we've done quite a bit. I mean, we've we've really turned the pool around completely, the aquatic center, Um we were able to get new uh, scoreboards, four new scoreboards. Uh, we re-roofed everything in the park. Uh, there was definitely some maintenance that needed to be done when I came in. I spent the first two years doing that. Built a shed for us to work out of. There wasn't a, a shed out there that had uh, running water and restroom. So uh, I spent time building that while the guys kept working, literally uh, hanging a lot of the metal on a, on a metal building myself, working alone. Uh, and then we got the programs going, as you said. You've already mentioned a couple of those, but we've got a great tennis program that's going right now. A lot of kids uh, uh, playing tennis. It, uh, it grew from uh, one clinic three years ago until now. Um, Courtney Nesbitt, who does the teaching for us, the instruction out of uh, Courtney Nesbitt Academy, uh, has probably 60-some kids that come out there on a regular basis. She's running <coughs> tournaments, junior tournaments. Uh, our baseball again is turning around. We picked up girls softball uh, that wasn't happening out there uh, a few years ago. Uh, they've been playing now for three years. Um, I uh, was fortunate to get Travis to come in, uh, and he's been great for three years. He's the biggest reason we've turned that that aquatic center around. And then we hired Dale Palmer, uh, who used to work out at Kinderhook. Uh, ran his own business for years in central Illinois. He's a landscape architect, and he's in charge of our maintenance program now, and our grounds are looking 
tremendous and only going to get better. I would say that, you know, you see city parks on all different levels throughout the, the state and the country. The city of Camden is very fortunate to have a, a wonderful facility. And, you know, one of the things, again, that a lot of people don't recognize and realize is the disc golf and what an impact that has made uh, on the uh, the park system that we have here in, in the city of Camdenton, and that people know this thing not only throughout the state of Missouri, but all over the country. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's an area where there'll be people out there today, as soon as it quits raining, they'll, they'll be slopping through the mud, and, um, and they come from everywhere. I, I, I have a habit of asking people when I see them, you know, where'd you come from, and and you're right. They come from all over the state, but then you see, uh, you know, the surrounding states. But we've had people in from Massachusetts, California. You never know who you're going to see out mm-hmm. there. And it's, it is well known across the United States. Uh, we've been fortunate the last few years to have uh, an actual um, nationally recognized tournament out there on uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, same time we open the pool, we mm-hmm. have a tournament. So. Uh, that kind of kicks off our, our summer season, uh, those two events. Uh, we've had the top player in Missouri uh, play. We've had top professionals from different parts of the Midwest play, along with uh, amateurs. It's a tournament that's for everyone. Uh, I have to give, uh, you know, you talk about shout-outs. Gary Brayman, uh, when I came in, had started putting the holes in uh, for that disc golf course, and he, uh, he and I uh, connected he said we need to finish it off, get 18. So in my first year here, we put 11 more holes in. We've had an 18-hole disc golf course uh, ever since. Um, people love it. People <laughs> simply play it every day, don't they, Travis? It is, they absolutely. And it's a very challenging course on top of it. Yeah, it, just to walk the course is, is challenging, <laughs> let alone uh, you know throw your disc and try to find them. But, yeah, it's, it's in our um, forested, hilly area, area of the park, so it puts that part to good use and people get to uh, really have a walk through nature while they're playing disc golf so you're going to take some time and go play some golf on your own and kind of turn the uh keys over to uh to travis here do you have any uh any big plans how are you going to continue the uh, the legacy that was that was established by uh by larry over here Dude, I have some I have some incredibly large challenges in front of me yeah um, but i'm very excited about all of them uh, you know, I mean, we'll kind of ha- well, we're kind of looking at doing a little bit of rebuilding personnel-wise, right? Um, and that it will always bring its own challenges. Um, several things that I just will need to focus on maintaining um, before I really just kind of branch out with some new ideas. But you know, I'm a crazy dreamer, man. I mean, I just see things all over the place. <laughs> so you know, I mean, my wheels have been turning for sure. you know for for weeks on end. So I'm just gonna have a have a really good time. Um, you know, and I got great guys working with me, so we're just we're really going to have a good time trying to maintain the park and improve the park and increase our programs and just you know just take care of what we've got. I mean, we really have a little gym out there, yeah. And um, you know, we just want to maintain it and just keep it going, and then see what we can add. Can you give us any insight to maybe some of the things you're working on? Maybe just a, a small peek. I might just just a peek because I just don't want to throw my cards on the table, right? Um, you know, we're looking at doing some. Um, well, actually, Larry started this, um, you know, so we did, well, we're looking at um, probably resurfacing some of the playground areas. Okay. We're looking at one right now with, uh, you know, a newer upgraded material um, that has an increased fall rate. Uh, and that'll probably be, that'll probably be our major winter project. 
Um, yeah, there's always, you're looking at resurfacing things that just some, some odd, you know, repairs, just this, that, and the other, um, you know, some stuff around the pool. We want to maintain it and keep it going and just kind of do, you know, have a yearly, you know, capital project. Right there. on. Sure. You know, so, um, you know, but I'm already, I'm already thinking about, you know, kids coming to work <laughs> for us, uh, you know, after the first of the year, I mean, I'll be reaching out to those guys, seeing how many lifeguards we can come. I'm looking at swim instructors, uh, you know, just tons of stuff going on. I'm excited to interview um, my new pool manager, <laughs> you know, and I'll be looking at uh, assistant managers. You know, I'll need a couple of couple of young people to step up and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, you know, take on that responsibility. So uh, there's, a, I mean, I have a lot in front of me, but the, it's it's pretty exciting. So the question I have to ask, are you going to miss him or are you going to be glad to see him go? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really plan on letting him go. See, he, he planted a little seed in me right. two or three years ago. Uh -huh. And he said, well, you know, when I retire, he said, I'd like to learn how to fish. And so I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> because I'm probably going to be pulling up in his backyard and he's going to go fishing. <laughs> so so we're going to stay pretty connected. Yeah. <laughs> So that uh, that ebb and flow that the two of you have <laughs> developed over the years is going to continue on. You'll still come up with some good ideas or, you know, maybe, who knows, you'll stop taking his phone calls and won't answer his texts. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> we, we were talking this morning about changing my email address. But, uh, but no, uh, you know, uh, Travis and I work so well together since day one. He, right. he thinks similarly to I, as I do. Uh, our philosophies are similar for recreation, um, and he's just a good guy. He's become as, as close a friend as uh, as a colleague. So, uh, you know, I'll be there for him anytime he needs me, and, and I am going to take him up on this. Uh, I do want to learn how to fish. He conveniently said he broke his foot, and now he can't do it. He was going to do it, till, <laughs> you know, uh, since we had good weather, but that didn't happen. So Whoops. we're going to have to wait. I, again, I I don't think anybody conveniently breaks a bone. I just I think <laughs> I, I think it, it's just a, an unfortunate circumstance that it happened the way it did, and so the two of you will have to figure out. Uh, you know, you'll you'll make good on on the time. There's spring and summer coming up. I don't know. Uh, are you you a tournament fisherman? Do you like to get out and fish the tournaments? I I do. I'm kind of aging out of that, and and just just enjoy fishing. I mm -hmm. like having the family out, and we fish quite a bit. Um, that was the main reason for for um, actually moving up here. Um, I need to recant that. That is not true. <laughs> that was the second reason. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Diana would be really disappointed. I was going to say. <laughs> she'd be really disappointed if I said that was the first reason we moved up here. So I'm going to recant that. <laughs> did you trip and, and step right into I it? I did. I tripped yeah. and fell, and I, and I hope she's really busy right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> but well. no, but we enjoy boating. We enjoy fishing. And I, I mean, I still, you know, my son is, is really consumed with the, you know, the tournament fever. Um, you know, and so we still go. We still hit a few. Um, you know, and a little bit of the local stuff, you know. And I can't say that, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, ever really a money winner. I just, en <laughs> I enjoy the environment. I enjoy all the, the right. local guys that fish. And it's, it's fun just talking with everyone. And How old's your son? Um, just turned 36. 36, very yeah. nice. So he's been fishing since before he could walk. <laughs> That's how to start him. Start him out young, man. Start him, start him real young. And it's amazing how quickly they get better than we do. Oh, absolutely! In, in every in everything, I just wonder where he came from. At yeah. The time. <laughs> just well, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background, Travis. Um, so I've, I've probably um, it, it uh, been in recreation, um, 
over 20 years. Mm-hmm. I, I was a rec therapist um, and worked in um, residential now, facilities. So like a rec therapist, like if Larry was having a bad day, he would call a rec- recreational therapist? <laughs> well, <laughs> so is that how you met? <laughs> Listen, man, hell, you got to talk me down. Talk me down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's, there's quite a bit of difference. Uh, so, you know, my entire experience was kind of guided with recreation. You know, you'd have a group of young people and you basically you you kind of guided experiences you kind of controlled it right for for a single outcome mm-hmm. um uh, you know and in the 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 you know parks and recreation world it's it's kind of like you make the environment you create it you make it safe and usable and then it's kind of self-guided mm-hmm. you know i mean not everyone wants to you know go down you know screaming down the slide they might just want to <laughs> sit on the deck and read a book <laughs> you know you know what i mean i mean you know so so recreation is you know it's each to their own there, it's, it's such a wide parameter so so i spent you know 20 years probably with a little bit more hand-on hands-on and and you know, just by definition, uh, programming and things have a little bit different definition. Right. But I'm going to go back to your very first statement. I've spent a very long time n- playing, so <laughs> I understand <laughs> recreation. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I enjoy that, and I've also been told that when I when I first met Di, the first time that we were sitting down to have a conversation, and, and her first statement to me. Um, was well. If you really don't want to tell me what you do for a living, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, like a, because you know, I was given the list. I was like, well, you know, we go rappelling, we go canoeing, I have a canoe program. You know, blah 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 blah. blah right. You know, we, we play softball every Thursday. We do this, we do that. You know, and and um, you know, we have this great art program, and we do all these things. And you know, she goes, no, I mean, I'm, I'm in a real job. You know. <laughs> so, no, that's that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's what exactly do. what I do. And that was my response, and she goes, well, if you really don't want to tell me about it, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Travis, you got some pretty big shoes to fill. I think yes, you know I that. Do. Yes, I do. And uh, you know you can count on us here at Key Radio if we can do anything to help you folks out down the road. And uh, looking forward to another great year and another uh, great opportunity to get out and enjoy the city park in uh, in the city of Camdenton. Folks, if you haven't been here, you've got to check it out. It's a great place to go. And They've got, uh, you know, places for kids to skateboard. They've got, uh, you know, you want to throw some horseshoes. You want to play a little tennis. You want to go swimming. You want to play Frisbee golf or, I'm sorry, disc golf. It was Frisbee golf when I played. I I apologize for that. Uh, you know, you you want to come out and swing the bat. Whatever you want to do, just get out and uh, enjoy maybe a little cookout with your family and friends in the park. Whatever you want to do, it's all right here in the city of Camdenton. And uh, here's the thing. Everybody's welcome. Come on down. Come on down. Let's have a good time. And as for you, young man. <clears throat> it's been a pleasure getting to know you and work with you and uh we wish you only the best and uh while we're sorry to see you go at the same time you know hey man it's time to uh, ride off into the sunset enjoy fishing playing golf and uh, and just enjoying life so thank you for everything that you've done well i appreciate that um i'm not going anywhere so i hope to see all my friends yeah, and make, make new ones here at the lake uh you know, over the next uh, God knows how many years. Uh, Maybe there you go right there. You just said it. Make some new friends. Yeah. Now you've got the time. Yeah, exactly. But so. don't be surprised if he comes or he starts milling around again. And <laughs> it's like, Larry, you don't work here anymore. I, yeah. And I can't sit here and talk to you all day. i got stuff to do. <laughs> I, I've already told the guys that I'm going to uh, be around more than they think and just yeah. leave. They may not know I'm there, but I'm going to leave them little telltale signs that I was there, you know, very good. in the park. And they'll say, oh, my God, he was out here again. <laughs> thank uh, you very much, Larry, for everything. Thank you. Appreciate I appreciate it. it. Absolutely. 
Folks, we need to jump into our information break at the bottom of the hour. We'll bring Bill Munhausen back and uh, have some time for you. Some phone calls on the other side of this 9 o'clock hour at 573-633-5395. And Larry's still going to be around for a few days, so uh, maybe swing by and wish him well. We've got uh, information on the key with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com and also Chris Schneider from Lake TV with the Check Sports. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, December 28th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. A local real estate group is bringing happy holidays to the Camden School District. Keller Williams Real Estate donated hats, gloves, and socks to the Camden R3 School District. They also made a $500 donation to the district to be used for our students who are experiencing homelessness. These funds will help students and needed with clothing, food supplies, hygiene materials, and medicine. A Camdenton man has died after crashing an ATV on Christmas Eve. According to the Missouri Highway Patrol, 57-year-old Kenneth Mustaine was driving a Polaris Scrambler along Greenview Drive on Friday afternoon. The vehicle went off the right side of the road and overturned. Mustaine was taken to Lake Regional Hospital and died on Saturday afternoon. The Missouri Conservation Department has announced some changes to the rules for paddle fishing in the state. The MDC has increased the minimum length from 24 inches to 32 inches, and they also established a commercial fishing season for paddlefish on the Mississippi River. For more stories like these, head to lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. College football's bowl action continues today. Fairly busy day. We've got the Birmingham Bowl, number 20 Houston against Auburn. They kick that off at 11. Then the first response bowl, Air Force against Louisville at 215. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State and Texas Tech at 545. The Holiday Bowl, UCLA against number 18 North Carolina State at 7 tonight. And the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, you heard that right. West Virginia against Minnesota, that's a late one, 9-15 tonight. Uh, bowl games all week long, unless they get canceled because of COVID. Of course, we've got the big college football playoff national semis set for Friday. Number one seed is Alabama. They'll play number four seed Cincinnati in the first semifinal Friday. They kick that off in the afternoon. Alabama, big two-touchdown favorite there. And then the second national semi, number two, Michigan against number three Georgia Georgia over a touchdown favorite to win in that one the winners are scheduled to play January 10th in the national championship game and again that could be up in the air depending on 
COVID problems and everything else as well. As for the NFL boys, boy, there's just two weeks left in the regular season, and then comes the playoffs. The Chiefs have wrapped up the division title. They are officially in the playoffs now. They're 11-4. and They ride an eight-game win streak after beating up on the Steelers last week. This week, they've got a tough matchup with Cincinnati on the road. In fact, their last two games will be on the road at Cincinnati and then at Denver. Packers with the best record in the league right now. The Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl, though, with seven in total. The Chiefs and the Chargers each have six. Cowboys, Buccaneers, Niners with the uh, most NFC teams going to the Pro Bowl with five each. Of course, Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers continues rolling on toward the Hall of Fame. He broke Brett Favre's team record, Packers record, of 442 touchdown passes this last weekend. Division leaders, Chiefs, Bills, Tennessee, Cincinnati in the AFC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, and the Rams in the NFC. High school basketball in uh, tournament mode right about now. Camdenton playing in the Blue and Gold Tournament. Uh, Versailles getting ready for the Stover tournament. Osage is off until they play Camdenton next Tuesday, January 4th. Eldon is off until next Tuesday as well when they will take on Lebanon. So not a lack of sports going on these days as we're done with Christmas and get ready for New Year's now. Hey, be sure to check out KB on TV. That's right, KB show on Lake TV. It's called What's Burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 o'clock at night, every day. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90 and absolutely free on Roku and Fire Stick. Just do a search for Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about Victoria Station. We carry nautical pictures. People come to the lake and they want to decorate in lake styles, and so we offer ocean and lake type things. We also specialize in lots of holiday themed things from fall and Thanksgiving into Christmas. We have things that you can decorate your home as well as those special things to give as gifts. We are located just off the Cape road exit in osage beach and we're open seven days a week 9 30 to 5 30. the serving table provides free meals at key gathering place wednesdays 2 p.m to 6 p.m and thursdays 5 p.m to 8 p.m it's the continuing mission of jacob and carly lamb to serve people in need but this is not just about free food jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of god spiritual food is as great a need as the meals jacob prepares and we need volunteers to Join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook for The Serving Table. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. And it is 9.38 again. Uh, great to have those uh, two gentlemen in to talk about Parks and Rec in the city of Camdenton. And uh, they're going to be on uh, with me tomorrow on What's uh, Burning as well. We'll uh, do the in-studio stuff tomorrow, and then the new program will air on Thursday. And then we'll run it as we do seven days a week at uh, 7 a.m., 5 p.m., and 11 p.m. Looks like we are going to have a pretty decent day, or at least that's how things are shaping up. That's what they're telling us. Doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, going to work out that way. 
But uh, as I gave the forecast a quick refresh, now we're talking a possible high today of around 65 degrees. That low still right around 37, but the uh, the light rain should be tapering off. Hit us with a uh, bit of sunshine, a high 65, 37 the low tonight with a partly cloudy sky. Again, 50 with some uh, morning showers tomorrow and a low of 35, 54 the high on Thursday with a low of 45. New Year's Eve, 61 the high, a low 36. And then for Saturday, New Year's Day, wintry mix, high of 43, low of 12 above, 35 on Sunday with sunshine and a low of 26 degrees. We are at 43 degrees in Camdenton. Uh, of course, on the program tomorrow, we will usher in the one and only Ike Skelton. We'll find out what's uh, on Ike's mind. We had a good good program last week when uh, Ike was able to uh, hook us up with uh, Ron Calzone, who did a, a great job of talking to us uh, about a variety of topics that are going on in uh, the state of Missouri and some things, obviously, to keep in mind when we're uh, talking about some of the legislation that uh, will be introduced this year, some things that... Uh, <laughs> that uh, you're not supposed to laugh about legislation. Oh. <laughs> it's not a comedy show. I guess I can <laughs> do whatever I need to do there. But well, they call the pre-filing portion of the legislative session that before it actually gets underway, the silly season. So there's a kind of a reason to laugh there. You know this whole uh, Let's Go Brandon campaign that's been going on? Have, have, have you followed any of that? I, I followed uh, that somebody called into Joe Biden and got him to, to say Let's Go Brandon on, on the air. Uh-huh. And that created quite a stir. Well, I'm, I'm watching this as well. <laughs> and here's the thing. So uh, it, it all stemmed from a NASCAR race where the uh, interviewer was interviewing the winner of the race. Yeah, she was trying to do a serious interview. And in the background, you could hear uh, some obscenities coming from the crowd. Uh-huh. When uh, somebody asked her what uh, what they were saying, she said, let's go Brandon. And Brandon was the name of the driver that won. Yeah. She, and a- so she actually volunteered that information. She said, hey, here, listen to the crowd ch- chanting, let's go Brandon. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, go Brandon. Right. Uh, whatever, yeah, and so uh, and so it just kind of took off, mm-hmm. and it's obviously been something that I have seen on bumper stickers, on T-shirts, uh, people saying it, people chanting it. Um, there was a movement for a while at college football games, where a lot of people were chanting the other thing, mm-hmm. and then the "Let's Go Brandon" movement took off, and you know you can't. <clears throat> that's whatever, but. And so now, apparently, yeah, there was his dad, this Oregon father, says he meant no disrespect. And uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he if he's just trying to cover his cover his hiney that's uh, sticking out there a little bit. But I can't recall a time was there, you know, and 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 it's it's usable. Everybody can say it. Everybody can use it, uh-huh. and they do. It's bipartisan. It certainly is. <laughs> that is definitely a bipartisan comment. Let's go, Brandon. Yep, the president has brought us all together. And he didn't even realize he was doing it. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of things he doesn't realize he does. And that's why he has the uh, the staff members around him like he does. Yeah. 
So there you go. So somebody wants to sponsor the Pledge of Allegiance every day on a program. And uh, I was really, uh, thank you for that. I know uh-huh. he listens. Yes. Steve, who uh, has listened to us in, uh, I believe he was down in Florida a he while back. I, I believe he's still in Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you've talked with him because uh-huh. uh, he okay. was having issues getting our app squared away and then got that all taken care of for him. Yeah, it turned out to not be a problem with the app but with his carrier. Could be. But that's good news. And that's to uh, let everyone else know that uh, uh, if you have issues or problems, reach out to us here at Key Radio and we'll uh, do our best to get it uh, get it squared away with you. Right. 9.44 is our time. What else is going on, Bill Munhausen? I mean, goodness gracious, great ball of fire. It, it's uh, almost... Almost. My mother and I were talking yesterday. I, I referenced Jerry Lee Lewis there. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Uh-huh. Uh, and my mom was talking about how she used to get together and, uh, you know, with her cousins. And they'd all get together and they'd sit down around Christmas time and talk about what everybody does and how great it is to have cousins and, you know, how wonderful cousins are and all that stuff. And nothing against cousins. And, and I said, Mom, I said, yeah, Jerry Lee Lewis, he liked his cousin so much he married her. <laughs> <laughs> Got real quiet. My mom didn't see the humor in that. I, I, I said, well, come on, Mom. And then she started slapping. My mom's got a good sense of humor. As a matter of fact, uh, when March rolls around, it will be her 87th birthday, and we're going to get a little mom wisdom on. I, uh, You know, with the, the things that happened this last year, I didn't get a chance to interview Mom. Oh. And I always interview Mom on her birthday. Uh-huh. And so we'll talk ahead of time, and she'll say, now, do I need to come up with any new material? <laughs> I'm like, just, Mom, all you have to do is say what's on your mind. Just, she's, you know. She's been talking to your friend Danny, huh? Yeah, well. Got a, got a new routine to do this year. Being, yeah, Mom <laughs> and Danny Ellison, which uh, we'll talk to Danny on Thursday. I'll have to ask him about that. Mom, or, uh, does my mom need to get a hold of you? She wants to know if she needs to come up with some new material. Yeah, he might have some female-related things that he can't use for obvious reasons. Oh, I guess. I would imagine that's probably not uh, not an issue. And, and being a good comedian like he is, he'd, he'd be happy to share with mom. I know uh-huh. he would. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll get those two. As long uh, as they don't play the same venues, it's okay. Yeah, well, because you don't want to be using the same material. No. Right. Well, that's good news, and so I'm glad we got that all figured out. And Mindy Sales will be here again on uh, Thursday as part of our Thoughtful Thursday program. I think we've got Dave Maupin all squared away for this next week. He'll be in on Monday, and then uh, we'll go back to his regular Friday day as he he chronicles the Camden County Commission's yeah, so we'll actually have a, we'll have a double mopping meet week, a double mopping week. I don't know if we'll. Uh, Monday it's and up then to him Friday. if he wants to come in on both days. That's completely and totally up to him. I I do enjoy the conversation with Dave because right. it, it takes a number of twists and turns along the way, and then somehow we end up talking about his days with the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I challenge any other radio station in Missouri to uh, to come up with a guy that's. Uh, Looking out for uh, the citizens of Camden County and can tell some great high pursuit, uh, yeah, high speed pursuit stories. Yeah, they, I mean, this might be a challenge for all uh, former law enforcement officers that when you retire, you can do this sort of thing. <coughs> Continue your public service, go to your county commission meetings and report on them, and, and also share some of your stories because um, they got to be exciting. 
This is like gold. You know what I'm talking about? It is like gold, yes. Just like gold. Mm-hmm. So uh, I understand um, I was watching uh, the other night that you remember, you know, Michael Keaton, right? The actor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he played Batman a little bit. And he was Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, yep. But uh, he was kind of always more of a comedy actor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Batman was kind of a different thing. I think he did. Uh, jo- he was also in a movie with uh, Joe Piscopo called Johnny Dangerously. It was kind of like a spinoff of a gangster movie. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, um, he is going to be making another appearance as Batman, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I don't know how old Michael Keaton is right now. He's older than he was. Yeah, he's not the young, youthful Batman he once was. Mm-hmm. But they're going to bring him back. But I think they're going to bring him back. He will have a cameo role. It won't necessarily be as Batman. As you know, you know, because what we had, we've had Ben Affleck do it for a couple of years. Um, uh, George Clooney did it. Um, did, did Val he, Kilmer did it. Did Joe Clooney do it? George Clooney? George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney was Batman. I missed that one. Uh, and uh, let's see, then you had uh, uh, Val Kilmer. And then... Uh, oh, oh, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Yes. I know him from the, the, the movie called Newsies. Do you remember Newsies? <laughs> mm. I'm drawing a blank here. Drawing a blank here, Bill. And he had this actor when he was a, a kid actor, when he was, you know, a teenager, was in a movie, a Disney movie called Newsies, which was about a bunch of newsboys in Chicago, and it was kind of a George Clooney or thing. who? This other guy. I can never remember his name. Mm-hmm. Famous actor. And I think he's been Batman. You're going to look up all the Batman now, right? I hope that's what you're doing. You're leaving me hanging out here to dry. I'm and looking up Newsies to see who was who, who you're talking about. Ah, okay. Um, hmm. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Was, wasn't he Batman? Yes. Yes. Christian Bale. Very nice. Great reference to the... Uh, yeah, you'll have the to Newsies w- movie from 1992, by yeah, the way. you'll have to watch Newsies. It was kind of a, a weird little cute little movie that my kids loved yeah. when they were growing up. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's when you can always, you know, I, when, when they're when they're being a bunch of rowdies, you throw that in and it calms them all down. I don't know if he did the actual singing in that. That would be something to know. Was it kind of like a musical or something? It was a musical. Like Oliver Twist or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a musical after musicals were long dead that Disney decided to come up with a musical. And so they featured uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, must have been one of his first films. Bill Pullman was in the movie. Uh-huh, yeah. And Margaret. Yeah. R- Robert Duvall. Yeah, look at that. Lots of famous people. Gabriel Damon. Okay, lots of not famous people. <laughs> um, <laughs> if this is who I'm thinking, uh, Gabriel Damon, he actually did a cameo uh, in the movie Star, or in the uh, TV series Star Trek Next Generation. <coughs> he played the, hold on. <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation, the he movie. He played the mother. He played the mother of a... Uh, and Damien? Uh, yes. Played the mother? He, no, he, he played the son <laughs> of a mother who was killed while they were doing something, and then somehow <clears throat> the son of a mother who was an killed. entity uh, was able to discover that his mother had died, and so um, 
this entity came on board the Enterprise and tried to make the boy believe that it was actually his mother when it wasn't. So, wow, that's how. That's a long description of something. That was the next generation movie or the series? No, it was next generation, the series. TV series. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm just looking here. Now you got me. I still don't know who that person is. (laughs) I think (laughs) it looks like him. Um, Born April 23rd, 1976. Uh, Let's see. He was in the movie Call to Glory back in 1984. They've got the full bio on him here, so I'm going to look and see if he was ever... In anything. Uh, mini bio, family, trivia. Well, there's not a so it should have Newsies in there somewhere, huh? I guess. Talks about uh, his parents. He attended the University of Nevada. Loves to read, writes screenplays, plays the drums, and playing sports. Huh. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm surprised at how many people have never watched Newsies. It must have been really a flop. Uh... Kind of like the, uh, when when I say Last Man Standing, you think of Tim Allen's uh, comedy series, right? Uh, Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Tim Allen, yes. Yeah. Tim Allen, right. And so uh, Last Man Standing is actually the name, also the name, rather, of a movie with Bruce Willis in it. And it's yep. where yep. Bruce yep. is living uh, right along the border, and they're smuggling alcohol back and forth during pro- Prohibition. Okay. And so he gets hired by uh, this one group of gangsters to do a job, and then he doesn't like them or something happens, and then the other group, whoever the rival group is in town, and then he doesn't like them, and he gets the two groups to go after each other. And Okay. <laughs> All right. The title sounds familiar. The plot does not. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, I like those, I, I like some of those movies that are just, uh, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, Jeremy. He played uh, Jeremy on uh, Star Trek. Let's see here. I'm trying to find this here. They've got various pictures of him now and some of the roles that he played. Good-looking young kid. Mm -hmm. And I guess, is this his role here? He was, uh, yeah, there's a picture of him when he was in Newsies. There you go. All right. (coughs) Must have been really a young kid back in 92. Uh, Well, he was born in 76. So that would have made him, what, about 16? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Ten years. Yep, 16-ish. Something like that? Yep. 9.54. We've taken you on quite the adventure here as Bill and I regale you with our days of watching movies that no one else watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still pondering Batman. When Batman first came to the movies, you know, because we remember Batman from the 60s and the TV series. Alan West. Alan West. So when it first came to the series, who was the first Batman? Now, when it first came to the movies, I think it was Michael Keaton. Really? Uh, so the first hmm. modern Batman movie was Michael Keaton. Well, I'm just gonna, and then uh, let's see. Uh, Lewis see Wilson <laughs> was the first man to play Batman. He starred in a 15 chapter. Serial, simply called Batman. The serial was released in 1943. Robert Lowry appeared as Batman in another 15-chapter serial, Batman and Robin, released in 1949. Actors who play, who have played uh, Batman, I guess they said ranking of the actors. Uh, Well, yeah, okay. It was Michael Keaton. 
So you got uh, the Lewis G. Wilson, then Robert Lowry, then Adam West, then uh, Michael Keaton. Hold on, let me go down here and we'll. This is what's fun sometimes. You don't necessarily have to have a topic to talk about because one will fall in your lap. As we're trying to figure out. I just find it hard to believe that Michael Keaton was the first movie Batman. He was. Obviously. It was. uh, uh, (laughs) Adam West was number three. On TV. Um. There might have been an, an Adam West movie. Michael Keaton. I wonder what you have to do to have the right face for Batman because you've got to be able to have that. <laughs> you have to have a very distinctive chin. Uh-huh, yeah. Michael Keaton has played the role. Val Kilmer has played the role, as I said. George Clooney. And then we come back with Christian Bale. Yeah. I, I think I paid most of the, played most attention to Christian Bale's Batman. Will Arnett, with uh, any other actor in the role, the presence of Batman in the 2013 cinematic smash, The Lego Movie, could easily have become the sort of performance that gets neglected from lists, but I guess he was the voice of Batman in The Lego Movie. They had a Lego movie. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Yeah. Will Arnett played, uh, yeah. or was the voice. And then I think it's up to modern day where uh, Ben Affleck, uh, also Robert... Pattinson, P A T I N S O N. Robert Pat Pattinson wearing the cowl, perhaps best known for his roles as the vampiric Edward in the YA series Twilight and Cedric Diggory in the Harry Potter and uh, Goblet uh, and the Goblet of Fire movie. So I, I, I was unaware. So Robert mm. Pattinson mm. also. <coughs> so there have been mm. 10 different actors over the years. That have played Batman. Yeah. If you ever want to be dazzled, look at the Wikipedia article on Batman. It's like pages and pages of stuff on Batman. Probably it's the it's same way with Superman and and yeah. some of the others. I've Captain never, America. I've, I've never seen anyone anything as long as this for one character. If anyone from Hollywood is listening, okay, we've uh-huh. we've we've exhausted all of the cartoon character movies that we need for a while. <laughs> okay? If you want to come up with another cartoon character movie, come up with an original uh, superhero. I'm sorry, is it superhero? That's cartoon character, but 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 we, we've we've kind of run the gamut, you know. And and toward okay. the end of it, I think they're making some of them up. Maybe we should come back to um, <coughs> just the old comic strips like Dick Tracy. I know there was a Dick Tracy movie, but I think a modern Dick Tracy might be different. Warren Beatty played Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it was Warren Beatty and Madonna. <laughs> I think she was I, in. Are you I, serious? Yes. You're, in, you're being serious now. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. I just I need you to take on a different persona when you're being serious. <laughs> Madonna, huh? I can I can see. I remember Warren Beatty. I can't imagine is Madonna that old. And that betting was not in every movie with Warren Beatty. Yeah. She was in the Bugsy Siegel movie. Right. Yep. Um, which I. That was what a weird situation. I mean, the guy goes out to Las Vegas, builds the Flamingo Hotel, and nobody shows up because th- it, was, it was in the movie it like that rained was, that or was something. That was the Bugsy Siegel movie. Yeah. Okay. Ben Bugsy Siegel, okay. but he didn't like to be called Bugsy. Uh, well, I can't imagine why. <laughs> hey, Bugsy. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, we are uh, just about ready to put this one to bed. I will tell you again, Ike Skelton joins us on the program tomorrow. 
and uh, Mindy Sales on Thursday, yeah. as well as the educated redneck Danny Ellison. And then we're taking Thursday off. Going to have a three-day holiday. To we're taking Friday off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're taking Friday off. Um, maybe we'll take Thursday <laughs> off, too. Who knows? <laughs> you'll have to tune in to see. Yeah, you'll have to just <laughs> join us. 573-633-5395 is the number to get a hold of us at any point. And if there's anyone still listening, we haven't uh, bored the daylights out of them talking about movies. But for a while there, I think we probably started to lose them, but we picked things back up again based on the fact that uh, we wanted to know who all the characters were that have played Batman over the years. 